Hello and welcome to the Lead, Develop, Care podcast, the podcast devoted to helping you take the mystery out of leadership while also helping you grow in your capacity and competence to become the leader others want to follow. I'm your host, Todd Cothran, and I'll be joined on this podcast by Terry Cook, my co-host, friend, and the author of Lead, Develop, Care, Shaping a Different Kind of Leader. In this episode, we're going to discuss one of the primary responsibilities of our Lead, Develop, Care framework, develop. One of the areas that we find leaders are most weak. Thanks for spending some time with us. It is our hope that you will hear something of great value that you can start using today. Hi, Terry. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? You know, I'm doing well. Thanks, Todd. Good to be with you again. Well, the next couple of episodes, we're going to continue to take a deep dive into the three primary responsibilities. Last episode, we looked at primary responsibility number one, lead. And let me encourage you, if you haven't listened to that podcast, to go back and listen to it because we give our definition of what we believe it means to lead well. Today, we're going to be discussing primary responsibility number two. Terry, I have heard you say before that you believe this is the most neglected aspect of leading. What do you mean by that? And why do you think that's the case? You know, you wouldn't think that it would be the most missing element in leader development. Americans spend billions of dollars each year on leadership development. You know, walk into any bookstore, surf the web, or participate in any number of seminars available at work. And you'll see what I mean, that the opportunities to be developed are endless. And yet, look at the results. Where are the leaders? Where are the different kind of leaders from the ones we see in the headlines every day or we work with daily? Why is there not a better return on investment? And I would say that the reason is our thinking. At the core, we believe that information equates to training and development. If you went through the course, if you sat through the seminar, if you have the notebook, then you are trained. And my brother had a clever way to demonstrate the inadequacy of this perspective. As an English teacher, he began each school year in a rather novel way. The first day of class, the opening topic was on how to juggle. He would take three tennis balls and share the three steps to juggling. He repeated it over and over. And as he did so, he would juggle the three tennis balls. Then he gave them a pop quiz. The question, what are the three steps to juggling? Everyone was excited that they had answered the question successfully. He then surprised them. Walking up to one student who successfully answered the question, he would then hand her or him the tennis balls and ask them to go to the front of the room and juggle. Their retort was universal. But I don't know how to juggle. He asked them what they made on the quiz. A hundred, they would say. No, you do know how to juggle. You listed the three steps to juggling correctly. So show us what you know. The point, training and development are not completed merely by listening to and then regurgitating information. Information is important, but insufficient. What's missing? Along with instruction, Real training only occurs with two more pieces, observation of their practice of that information and then feedback on that observation. 
You need to inform them and then watch them apply the information and then give them feedback on what you saw. Repeat the process as needed. So that's why we we find that it, it's the most missing because we uh, most leader development doesn't take the time and the effort to include that ele- those elements of observation and feedback. So uh, many leaders would say, managers and so forth would say, well, our, our people are being developed as they get experience, as they do the job. Then, of course, they're going to learn. They're going to learn what to do, how to do things better, and, and so forth. Uh, and you would you would you would push back on that a little bit, wouldn't you? I would. Uh, there is some development, just in experience, but we like to word it this way. Experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience mm. is the best teacher. Okay. And what we see happening over and over is that people just continue to experience the same thing. And yet without taking the time to evaluate it, to assess it, to look at it, to have someone else uh, comment on it, they're not actually learning anything new. They're just repeating what they've done all along. Sure. And that was just uh, driven home to us uh, in the last week or so. Both you and I read an article in the New Yorker magazine, and it talked about a surgeon who, and it was written by the surgeon, who felt like he had uh, plateaued uh, when it came to his his abilities, his skills, and so forth as a surgeon. Uh, he didn't believe he was improving, and he started to think about, how can I improve, and uh, and thought about a mentor of his, uh, a retired doctor, and he asked the doctor to to watch him, to watch him perform surgeries. And he was amazed at what the the retired doctor observed in his surgeries and how he could do things better, processes, make processes better, uh, how he could include uh, those that were working with him on his team even more so. So uh, I think here's a surgeon who thought, you know, it was at the top of his game and he realized, I think I can do better. And he was once he brought someone in to evaluate uh, his experience as a surgeon. So I think your point about evaluated experience is spot on. You know, we get to the point where we, we just can't see what we need to see. We see the success that experience has brought us, and we think that we've reached the top. Mm, and yet, sure. oftentimes, things start slipping. Uh, things that we used to do, we don't do now because we start taking shortcuts in it. We don't think about it. And what is critically needed is not so much self-evaluation, but just as that uh, article indicated, that doctor needed a second set of eyes. Sure. And we like to put it this way, that you know, you may be good, you may be even better than everyone else, but you'll never be as good as you can be without someone else watching you mm, and coaching sure. you from what they see. Yeah, well, Terry, what you're saying as far as observing someone, that takes time, right? So this it not only takes time, it takes the resources of two people. So you not only have the person doing the job, but then you have another person watching them. And so some may look at that and say, well, wait a minute, we, we're taking too many resources to do this. And frankly, it's easier to have them just attend a seminar than, and uh, an instruction than to have someone observe them, to coach them. What's the problem with that type of mindset? Well, so oftentimes what uh, managers are looking at is the bottom line. Uh, you know, they are under a tremendous amount of pressure to produce. Sure. They need to build the hours. They need to reach the customers. They need to develop new clients. And so they're under this constant pressure to produce. And when you look at develop in light of production, 
then to take time to develop someone means that they're not taking the time to produce. Mm, and it's sure. actually a short-term perspective okay, uh, rather than a long-term. And you know, what we've shown over and over again is that taking a short-term hit, so to speak, on production to more effectively develop someone uh, ends up enabling them to produce far more mm, because sure. they have actually grown and developed in the skills and the thinking that they needed yeah. uh, in order to be uh, at a different level than they were. Sure, sure. I've heard you say before that those that don't think about development in these terms have how important it is really are mortgaging the future. You know, that's a good way to put it because, uh, you know, it, it's the here and now. The, mm, the, yeah. And I understand that, you know, they, sure. as I said, there's a tremendous amount of pressure there. But when they don't take the time to develop, that means that not only do they not produce the, the quality of employee, the quality of leader that will help them down the road, it means that uh, when that time comes forward, another leader in that position, they don't have anyone prepared for it. Sure. Uh, so they have to take then time away from production or whatever in order to bring this person up to speed. So they yeah. could have been doing that all along the way if they had taken these short-term hits in order to get that long-term gain. The fact is, Terry, let's be honest, it's, it's not easy to develop, Right. Uh, as much as we can see uh, how much this makes sense, what we're talking about and the importance, not only in the short term, but the, certainly the long term, it's difficult to do because it takes effort. It takes intentionality. It takes putting things into, into place that when you look at it from the outside in, you think, OK, how is this contributing to the bottom line? And we ha need to have, as you earlier said, we need to have that long-term approach and understand the importance of development in the here and now because it pays dividends down the road. Let's let's talk about the definition of develop, and we're gonna we're gonna look at each word. So go ahead and give us the definition of develop. Yes, we define it as intentionally strengthening people's capacity to grow and contribute. Well, Terry, let's break this definition down and look at the different components. I know we have covered the word intentionally before, but I think it's worth revisiting since being intentional is the key to developing those around you. Yes, it's just a reminder. That's why we put it in there as the first word of every definition that this doesn't just happen, that it has to be planned for. It has to be thought about. Uh, has to be considered, uh, there has to be evaluation. All of those things need to take place in order for real development to take place. So that's why we started here with this definition as well. And then it's, you know, the next word is strengthening. Mm, okay. Now, strengthening implies the concept that there's something already there, that you want to observe what this person is already uh, exhibiting and help them to enhance it to take it even further than they are. Okay. Well, what does that mean then as far as uh, weaknesses? Maybe maybe they're in a particular position and that position calls on them to do certain things, but you have observed that they're weak in those areas. How do you address that? Yes. You know, people will make their greatest contribution in their area of strength. Sure. At the same time, 
their greatest liability may be in their area of weakness. Mm, okay. So we like to say that, you know, everyone has to develop a minimum level of proficiency in those skills that are absolutely needed for them to be a success. So you have to look at those as well. And so it's strengthening doesn't just mean taking their area of strength. It could be an area of weakness and making it stronger. Sure. The important thing here is that there is something there. And it needs to be uh, uh, looked at. It needs to be uh, given some attention to. And if if it's an area of strength, you want to be thinking through, how do you make it even stronger? If it's an area of weakness, how do you compensate for that weakness so that it can become more of a strength than it is right now? But it's critically important to take those uh, areas and, and look at that idea of strengthening. You know, I've heard you talk about uh, not being satisfied with the status quo. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? You know, I often talk to leaders, managers, employers, and they say that they hire people who are already educated. <laughs> they feel they, they've, I've even had some tell me, look, my, I'm not paying them to be educated further. <laughs> sure. You know, they, they got their degree, they had their training, their experiences, whatever. And what we want is to tap into that. And I understand that, Sure, you know, you want to have a, a, a certain level of expertise when they come in. But the important thing to remember is that they are not finished. Mm, sure. Their progress of development is still underway. Okay. And even though they may be performing well now, that doesn't mean that they cannot perform even better tomorrow. Sure. So you just want to keep that mindset that we will benefit more as they develop more as well. Yeah. Okay. Let's, well, let's continue our definition then. And the next word that we're going to look at is a word that again is, is common to all of our definitions because all, everything that we talk about is really centered around people. And so that's our next word, people. You know, it's important. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to uh, repeat it that the greatest asset a leader has is the people working with Mm -hmm. them. And it's just a reminder that we are not dealing with machines. We're not dealing with nuts and bolts. We are dealing with real people who have uh, gifts and strengths, uh, as well as weaknesses and insecurities and all the dynamics that go with them, uh, which makes for a great adventure. But we are dealing with, with real human beings here, and that's important to remember. Yeah. And the great thing about human beings is that, like you said, they're, they're not a fixed resource, right? They're not static. They can grow. And the next word is a word that deals a lot with this capacity. How can we help people grow in capacity? You know, I think uh, the word capacity deals with amount, mm-hmm. you know, the size, you know, how much can you put in to something, for example, but uh, capacity is a, is a dynamic element here. Capacity is not fixed. We rarely maximize our capacity. And this is not the idea of getting them to work harder to produce more. It's really a matter of helping them learn who they are and what they bring to the table and then giving them the opportunity to not be satisfied with mediocrity. What do you what do you mean by that? To not be satisfied with mediocrity? Yeah, I think within every human being, there's this uh, ultimate desire to be all who they were designed to be, mm, yeah. and for various reasons, you know, whether it's uh, 
you know, problems at work, disagreements with other people, they get dissatisfied with the work or whatever. You, we can slide into the perspective of just doing enough to get by. Okay, sure. And yet, ultimately, that's not satisfying. And they know that. Mm -hmm. And so we want to help them get beyond that so that they can more fully attain the, their full capacity. Sure. You know, as leaders, if we could understand how important it is to inspire our people to understand that they have greater capacity than they think they do, that is truly one of the greatest gifts as a leader we can give to our people, wouldn't you say? It is. And at the same time, it doesn't mean you're under the pressure to constantly hype them up, mm, you know, to pump yeah. them up, to try to get them, you know, excited about something all the time. It's just the subtle realization that who they are now is not who they can be tomorrow. Mm, and good. as they develop toward who they can be, uh, it's it's sat more satisfying to them. It's more satisfying to us. It's more productive for us as well. Oh, that's great. You know, we, we oftentimes talk about here at LDN Global human flourishing, that we desire to see people flourishing as human beings. We believe that we were ultimately designed to flourish and really capacity, helping a person to understand and to grow in their capacity is foundational to that, isn't it? To helping people to flourish. It's one of the greatest things about being a leader is not just getting the job done, but helping people blossom mm, and become yeah. more of who they were designed to be. No, that's right? great. That takes us to the next word then. And, and the word you just used, blossom, is perfect because the word is grow. Grow is so important. And notice that we did not say intentionally strengthening people's capacity to produce more. Okay. Mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the difference? To produce more focuses on the product. Yeah. To grow and contribute focuses on the person, and people know the difference. Yeah. We've seen that as you focus on the person, an increase in production is usually a side benefit as well. You know, Todd, everyone wants to grow, to be better, to learn, to improve. Those that don't usually have not experienced leaders who could help them experience the joy of improvement. Yeah, that's so true, Terry. That takes us really to the next word, uh, because we as human beings desire to contribute, right? Whether it's in our families, mm -hmm. we desire to contribute within our family. Certainly at work, we desire to contribute. We desire to be contributing members of society and so forth. So let's talk about this word contribute. What does that mean? Contribute is so important. And I believe that we were all made with the inherent desire to make a difference, to matter, to do something that is important to someone else. Mm. I believe it was Mark Twain who is credited with the statement that the two most important dates in a person's life are the day they were born and the day they discovered the reason why. Uh, that's powerful. So we are not here simply to take up space. We are here to make a contribution, to become a contributing member of society. And I think that's within all of us. And we all desire to bring that to the uh, work that we do. Oh, that's great. 
Well, Terry, I, I was just listening to one of my favorite podcasts uh, this past week called Business Wars, and it was talking about the war between jeans, uh, Levi's, Wrangler, and Lee jeans. And it was fascinating. I, I love that podcast. And in there, they were talking about Levi's company, and they had just branched out to Western Europe, and they were doing really well. This was the 60s, 70s, you know, jeans were all the rage. Uh, but then things started to change in Western Europe, and Levi's really didn't pick up on that. And the next thing you know, they have lost millions and millions of dollars. And uh, the, the the general manager who is over all of Western Europe, um, he is called upon to fire like 75 out of 100 of his managers there in that in Western Europe. And he's talking to the president of Levi's. The president of Levi's actually flies over there sitting in his office. And the manager says, you know what? I can't believe my name isn't on this list. Why isn't my name one of the 75s? I'm, I'm responsible. He's like, yeah. He said, you are. And he said, I just paid millions and millions of dollars for your education. There's no way I'm going to let you go now. I'm going to let you use that education to help us here in Western Europe. I think that the, uh, the president of Levi's at the time understood that when you develop people, there's going to be a price to pay, sometimes a steep price. But that development, helping them to understand, learn from their mistakes is absolutely essential if we want to see them grow as leaders. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we see that slipping more and more away from us, I think, though. You know, today it's uh, two strikes and you're out. Mm, You know, you mess up, you're gone. Uh, When those are uh, oftentimes phenomenal learning experiences. And I think what we try to communicate to leaders is that, you know, you have invested heavily in this person and have they done so much that it's, it's worth throwing all of that away? Or is there a way to use that experience to help them be better than they were before? Oh, that's that's this idea that we've talked about before of leading with a developmental mindset that, yes, you do have to answer the question, what needs to get done? Are we meeting the goals and the mm-hmm. objectives that right. we've set? But also, along with getting the job done, you're also always thinking, how can I use this experience? How can I use this responsibility? Uh, how can I use you know this team, whatever it is, as a development opportunity so that we are getting better and better people, not just people who are making mistakes and getting fired. Oh, that's great. I'm really glad that you brought up the developmental mindset uh, because it's something that, again, at LDN Global, we talk a lot about of uh, really inculcating, nurturing uh, this type of mindset into all leaders because it's vital uh, for the long-term success, not only of our organizations and so forth, uh, but for the long-term success of the people that we're responsible for leading. So uh, yeah, developmental mindset, something that that you will hear uh, periodically here on the Lead Develop Care podcast. Well, as we come to the end of our podcast, there's a few key takeaways that we want you to walk away with. The first one is develop. What is develop? It's our second primary responsibility, and it's defined as intentionally strengthening people's capacity to grow and contribute. Second, develop is the most neglected area of leadership today. Reasons include wrong assumptions and a lack of understanding of how to develop others. And then third and finally, leading with a developmental mindset means focusing not only on completing the immediate assignment, but on spurring those you lead to become better than they are today. This is how you bring out the best in people in the long run. 
Terry, any final thoughts as we bring this episode to a close? Well, I just want to highlight again the importance of develop. It is uh, very difficult to do. It is very costly. It takes time. It takes money. It takes uh, uh, time away from something else for you to or to do this. But it pays the greatest dividend mm. when we intentionally uh, focus on developing our people, helping them to go from where they are now to who they can become tomorrow. It pays tremendous dividends, as I said. Oh, that's great. Well, Terry, thanks for another great episode of Lead, Develop, Care. Well, as always, we want to remind you to go to our website, leaddevelopcare.com, and check out the many resources we offer there. Sign up to find out more about our coaching resources, our seminars, and remember to subscribe if you haven't already. And a good rating always helps to get this information into the hands of more people who desire to become better leaders. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to Lead, Develop, Care the podcast devoted to helping you take the mystery out of leadership while helping you grow in your capacity and competence to become the leader others want to follow. Until next time, keep leading, developing, and caring well for those you lead.